Wasn't it Joop that said, The bike to bike, that's all I like. Well, not for us. We cover life on and off the bike. This is Coasting, the Live Slow, Ride Fast podcast. When love ain't winning and mood starts swinging, the devil's grinning, he keeps on singing. Hearts get heavy and time's an enemy. Today we continue a series of podcasts in which we dive into the world of gravel and adventure riding, into the minds of its star racers, star organizers, and other subject matter experts. The search continues. So join us for another episode of Coasting, powered by Shimano GRX and Specialized. My name is Dave Bolt, and sitting right in front of me, Lauren Stendam. Lau? Yes? Tell me, where the hell are you? Right now, I'm in the in the city center of Bogota. We find a, we found a nice house to record this podcast, and actually, the house is owned by uh, the media crew we take on the on the race we're going to to suffer next eight days. Yeah, we'll dive into that later. Yeah, who's sitting in uh, in front of you? Yeah, sitting in front of me is my friend of me, Pete Stedina. I'm looking to him like if he trains well this winter. He's looking like actually he's looking lean, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he's looking lean, but still I saw his bike was a little heavy. I heard uh, I I saw he was uh, using a thirty six front uh, smallest ring, you know, in his two by like I have a thirty one steep climbs here. I still think I can handle him. Does he need introduction? Uh, yes, let, let let's say <laughs> let, let, let's say he needs some introduction. Where where do you guys know each other from? So, no, no, I know him from the world tour, you know, uh, he was always racing, uh, or like, not always, but uh, the, the years we encountered the most, I think he was racing for track. He was uh, rooming with Bauke Mollema in the tour where Bauke got, was second till he crashed in, in the Chambry yeah. stage, I think 2017, yeah. by my head. 16. 16, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 16. Yeah. So he was also the roomie of Bauke Mollema. So we talked about Bauke, uh, I remember in that tour, uh, we did a few engine tours together, and at the end of 2019, I retired from the World Tour. Pete did too. He stepped up already in gravel racing 2019. He did. Uh, he won that Belgian waffle ride in that year, and he got second in uh, Dirty Kenza. It was back then. It was still named Dirty Kenza. Uh, that's the Dirty Kenza EF made that movie about uh, EF gone racing. You know, uh, Strickland won it. Yeah. I think Lachlan, uh, Morton, and Alex House were behind Pete three and four or four and five. But it's it's the, the he was already like in gravel the year before I, I came into gravel. I did some racing uh, back in 2016, and then 2020 was our first year in gravel, and nothing happened because of COVID. And last year we encountered each other, I think three, four, maybe five times on the US gravel circuit. And uh, still having fun every night after the race, the days before the race, a little trash talk on uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And uh, yeah, good dude. Overall good dude. I think that's uh, how Pete. I would introduce him. We, I slept at his Pete, house, ba- basically. Also, also, also <laughs> Dennis. We were... Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, one night, when? I think... Uh, right before, before COVID. The, yeah, before the shit hits the fan, 2020 in the beginning there was a grasshopper race low gap hopper 
and uh, yeah. yeah, the night before, or after the race, I think before, I don't remember, but we slept at, at, in Santa Rosa. Pete lives close to all the grasshoppers, Santa Rosa, and me and also went there and uh, and and crashed there for the night. So, uh, like I say, like, also still told me this week, ah, Pete is there. Ah, I slept at his place, and it was the best night of that whole week because we were hustling all the <laughs> we were hustling all the sleeping spots, and Pete uh, Pete uh, rolled out the red carpet for us. So. Was nice, uh, nice memories. Yeah, great memories. So from the world tour, now sitting in front of each other on the day, two days before this amazing uh, Transcordilleras race, uh, which make you both of you suffer in coming uh, coming weeks. More about that later. From the world tour to this table, Pete, sitting in front of your Euro Euro former pro colleague, also <laughs> known as the frenemy. You guys always. Uh, bust each other's balls and keep <laughs> smiling about it. How come? Uh, that's the only way you can treat Lawrence Ten Dam. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to give him humor, but be kind of serious and make him think deep down. Yeah. What is he really saying? <laughs> no, but yeah, Lawrence and I, we go way back, and you know, we both fell, found the grasshoppers. I lived there, and he lived there before we even used the word gravel, and we kind of just had very similar career patterns. You know, 2016 was my comeback year for my leg and it was kind of his reinvention and comeback year for finding the love of racing again and, and spending time in California. So, uh, you know, we've, we've had a very, um, parallel trajectory since 2016. And, uh, and then we both kind of decided and we saw the, the gravel opportunity. Um, and, and we just, we go for it and it's, I think we're both having a lot more fun now. So, uh, and we, we both have a, a love for, for decent beer. So I am looking at Lau. Yeah. And uh, we are Cheers, currently are, are drinking a uh, uh, BBC, which is Bogota Brewing Company, Cerveza Roja IPA. Yeah. It's Super local, good. owned by InBev. That's 83 <laughs> IBU for the artisanal <laughs> InBev. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think it's owned by InBev. Yeah, that's what it stated. But the, but the IBUs are 83, so it's like a real, real IPA. You know, like for nice. the people who know IBUs, more it's, old it's school. Like, um, yeah. You know, and we're about to dis. Yeah, we're about to disappear into the jungle, and I think it'll just be kind of really simple lagers and you know, clean drinking, uh, simple beers. So uh, we're getting we're getting a little palate rich the night before we go. Pete. Let the uh, let the games begin. What what was your first impression when you saw Lao uh, today? Was it today or yesterday? <laughs> oh, he's pasty as fuck. He needs some sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just ride around in the beach <laughs> in the clouds him. all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw some. <laughs> I I shaved my legs one week ago, so I think I'm ahead. I'm already winning there because he has he has not yet. <laughs> so. Hey, Lau. Lau. After the ride, I started. Uh, I shaved my legs. Pete. What, what, what did you think when you saw him? He looks skinny, oh, eh? not... oh, no, no, no. Yeah, of course, he's in shape. Last week, he won already a race. And, uh, you know, Pete is always skinny, you know? And he's the climber guy of the careful guys. And uh, oh. it's, it, yeah, it, it is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude. he's the guy who is... Uh, so we was always on the front hammering when when there is a climb because he wants to hurt us and 
And uh, I think he's got plenty of opportunity to hurt us over here because <laughs> I saw there was 25,000 meters of climbing coming up. So, yeah. and, like, so oh. and so the so, downplaying commenced. Uh, Lawrence is already switching to, to light beer because he's scared of the, the vertical meters here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, what are you up to in coming weeks? Explain us. Uh, coming week, coming I week? must say. Yeah, it yeah. was weird. You know, so as we start looking at gravel growing and expanding, I try to do some international adventures every year. That's kind of, you know, you push for a new frontier every time. And, and Lawrence is doing the same. And we both kind of independently, we never talked about it, but we found this crazy race called the Transcordilleras in Colombia. And you pass across the three mountain ranges that make up the Andes Mountains in Colombia. Um, and it's, it's bikepacking style. It's self-supported and, you know, you have all the frame bags and all the, the stuff. And, uh, so I, I talked with the organizer and made plans and came out here with big tall Wayne. And then Lawrence talked with the organizer and made plans and came out with the Dutch mafia. And all of a sudden we were like, what the fuck? Okay. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> uh, awesome. I, I, yeah. Are you, um, how does this race fit into your entire season? Because it's, uh, it's February. Long, see, I, I know for a fact you've been riding a lot of races last year. I assume it will be the same this year. Less yeah. races than uh, than Lau does. How does this fit in? Uh, <laughs> that's not it's not, it's, not, it's that's own not. event. Like I think it's just having a good adventure and exploring another culture. But I think also we both kind of realize, on a serious note, coming from our background in the world tour, that you know we are so busy that we don't have time to train all the time, like a pro tour. So doing eight days with this kind of vertical, like we will kind of come out of it stronger. And I think it'll set both of us up for a, a better spring and summer too. So there's a little bit of like, the yeah. training's going to help, but at the same time, like we're here for this event specifically. Yeah. Hey, Lau. Yeah. He's, he's here to train. <laughs> no, but I, I see his point, you know, like it's, it's, uh, we race with 60 guys. So it's not like a mount is with 4,000 or, or Grevalocos is with 1,000 next year or my own events is also with 1,500. Pizza, if, so it's, 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 it's way less guys than we're used to. And then also out of those 50, 60 guys, it's, it's maybe five. Uh, if I say 10 guys, it's a lot will really race and the rest is there to finish because in order to finish this race you also have to have you have to have a good condition but you also have to have a, sh a shitload of grit of of, of uh, grinta like we used to say in, in yeah. the world tour like you have to have because it's it's long days on the bike me and thomas we uh thomas decker was also here we were doing the mod if we go 20k an hour efforts which we didn't make on our first ride today which was like 90 percent tarmac it's 55 hours of pedaling, pedaling in eight <laughs> days. I don't know if you did the math already. I so, did not do the math. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 55 hours of pedaling your bike in eight days, which is like a good training block. And in order, and also everybody will understand that you cannot go those 55 hours like full speed all the time. So it will be also a lot of time will be like two by two or like single file but like training speed you know because you cannot go race speeds for 55 in eight days also we discussed the altitude or the vertical like pizzas 
I think a normal, like the Tour de France, I don't know exactly, but for I think like 40, 45,000 max in three and a half weeks, three weeks and two days. In eight days here, we do 25,000, yeah. which is like insane, you know? It's like double or the, the, the double the Tour de France each day. So... Uh, so it's 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 really a hard, uh, hard race, and then on top of that, you have to carry all your stuff for the night. You have to carry all your bike repairing stuff because you can go from hotel to hotel. We sleep in hotels. Me and Pete sleep in hotels. He thought I was sleeping in a tent, but I was joking on Instagram, Pete, when I said hotels? Question <laughs> mark. He didn't bite. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was so already ahead. I was winning the race. I was like, I, I have the reservations. <laughs> I have no reservations yet, to be honest. But I assume there will be place. No, but we sleep in hotels. But we there's a start line, a finish line, a start time, and a finish time. Yeah, it's how, how fast you go. So we, it's accumulated time. The time stops when you're or when you are finished. And that makes it a big advantage for me and Pete because, like he said, we, we, we're here to train. And if you do this thing nonstop, you know, from A to B, like the Transcontinental uh, or the Silk Mountain Race or the yeah. further race, you know, the, the bike pack yeah. from point ultra A to bike B, pack ultra race. bike, that's, that's uh, breaking down your body. I did one yeah. of those races, uh, 2020 August, and... Uh, I did it in August and in December I still couldn't train properly properly because of I done I done three days of Pyrenees hurt my back so bad didn't sleep for seventy two hours and blah 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 you know yeah so this is actually just eight days of really big block of training and we will suffer but in between we'll have a hotel we have to make sure we have food in the body we have to clean our bikes but it's sort of like. 16 hour rest period you know in which you also have to sleep and stuff and and arrange everything but still i think and i think also pete thinks that we become better out of this race because otherwise we wouldn't be here both of us yeah. because when it would hurt us so much that we wouldn't be good in inbound with this to be honest my big goal this year this is a yeah. big stepping stone towards that big goal and i think that's the count for yeah. p2 100 yeah, percent. and agree. i think another um Another really unique angle is, so this race, it has three categories. So there's like the crazy sleep in a bivy in the jungle. Don't stop. Just ride. <laughs> um, and I, I am not, I don't, I've never done that. So I don't want to sleep in the Colombian jungle as my first time. Um, and it, it doesn't sound fun to like, I want to be here to experience the culture. And then there's the other category is like full supported aid stations, follow cars. That's also not really the point for, I think, what we're doing. So we're doing the middle option, which is, you know, you carry all your own stuff, but you're basically credit card bikepacking. Like he said, you know, we sleep in hotels, but I think this is going to be the best way to experience Colombia, like the real life Colombia. So every day, you know, we finish, we find the restaurants, we sit down, have a beer, we have to source food for the coming day. You know, we have to go to the grocery stores ourselves and uh, clean so the bike, a, clean the bike all of it which for me means i don't know like spit on the chain and <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be car washes i did some ah. exploration there's car washes it's nice. just hosing the bike and uh, stuff like that so but lawrence what is the one piece that you feel like you're bringing but you're probably not going to use like i'm i'm packing i'm so overpacked right now i have so much weight on my bike yeah tell them about the excel sheet lao 
I got an Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so last, I happened to be two weeks ago, I happened to be on altitude already here in Medellin. And also the 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 last two winners of the Transcordilleras bike race were there having with me a barbecue in my house because it was wow. the last night and uh, it was Mauricio Adila, my former teammate, and Mauricio, the, the organizer Mauricio Ortez. And uh, Mauricio Ortez, uh, Adila was really mellow, like the guy is so talented. You'll see, he will be here the day after tomorrow. It's, uh, it's He's so smooth on the bike. He's my former teammate. He's one year older than me. Yeah. Rabobank, yeah, he's my teammate at the Rabobank cycling team. One year older than me, but and he, the guy doesn't eat while training. The guy doesn't need anything, you know. So he was pretty mad. Like I don't take. I just took a jacket and whatever. And then was Mauricio Ortez, the other side of the spectrum, who showed me an Excel sheet with everything he brought, or like, <laughs> and the guy put everything he brought on a scale, like. The, the same socks from the same brand. He took the lightest sock, <laughs> for example. Like oh. you got two LSRF socks, but he was weighing them and he took the lightest one. And he showed me the sheet on his phone. And I'm in his contact list, so I happened to forward that sheet to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> now, as as Lawrence always does, he takes the phone aggressively <laughs> out of the hand of the person holding it and then <laughs> making sure it gets forward no, guy, his I, I remember the guy from because he weighted everything including his bags i think everything he brought was 5.7 kilos like okay i think so but i think i can do on less because he brought two bibs man come on i can do in one bib you know like the no you do one bib <laughs> I think I'm going to do one bit. Okay, Thomas so told, Lawrence, Lawrence told, is going to win the race for the the first saddle sores. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> told me to use. Thomas told me to use one bit, so I, I, I I'm like still doubting. So yeah, the, now but we, so basically you bring the, you bring the kit what you what you race in, then you bring shorts uh, for the night. Shorts, I'll have uh, base layer LSRF doubles up as a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. and a puffer jacket and I have a rain jacket and if it's cold in the night I use my leg warmers under my shorts ah. which looks ridiculous but still is warm <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so you need to find stuff that doubles up as you can use it while dri- riding the bike but you can also use it in the night you know uh, the perfect jacket you can also use it when it's really cold in a downhill or stuff like that because we That's go to 4000 meters Pete. Uh, the- and Pete. then you need the basic mechanicals I think Pete, yeah. you look you you know if if <laughs> if if, if uh, looks can tell uh-huh. you are listening to him and I, I mean you guys are here for i I'm hear the word i i lost you guys at the word culture and training sorry uh-huh. but but i can see on on your face especially <laughs> mr pete stetna you're listening to this whole this contact list and i can see your face oh the sucker oh he picked <laughs> oh i don't have this i am not sharing my information i'm gonna Dude, get i got a swimsuit in my bag <laughs> <laughs> I, me too, but it doubles up as shorts for the there night. Okay. I mean, but we're also it's, at like 4,000 meters some nights. So I like, I, I have pants. I mean, they're lightweight pants, but I, you know, I got a bottle of sealant, which is just pure liquid, but. Oh, yeah. 
don't know. Milk. Yeah, you have to you have to bring the basic mechanic stuff, you know. But yeah. Also, yeah. Also, Big Tall Wayne is here, so you can also gamble on Big Tall Wayne in the night. B- yeah. Big Tall Wayne is Pete's uh, personal mechanic, who's like the community mechanic here in this race. So what he does for Pete, he has to do for me too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, so so let's turn this into s- s- some kind of an experiment. So we have like like a play has two acts. This this podcast will have two acts. We have a we have a, a pre race, and uh, lo and behold, if you guys are still alive and didn't get eaten by uh, some kind of a Andes wolf or bear or <laughs> I don't pumas. know lion pumas whatever. This uh, is why we don't write. Then it, we'll right? have a then we'll have an act two. <laughs> which is the post race and let's see if all the banter and trash talk you guys uh, are into uh, yeah. because every time i talk to maybe you guys maybe we're bonding you, it starts it's sta- hard yeah. things uh, because of hard things you're bonding you know after unmount it was also it was also all uh, peace and quiet between the five guys in the front you know so hard <laughs> things bond so we need some yeah. hard days <laughs> yeah. nice guys exactly. friends and enemies always enemies. Uh, good luck these uh, these eight days, Pete. Nice having uh, having uh, having this little chat with you again, and uh, let's speak in uh, well, how many days? Ten days. I think so. Yeah, ten probably. days. Yeah. Ten days. Jesus Christ! After Good the Omlopet news blood. After the Omlopet news blood. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Okay, Good luck, Steve. guys. When love ain't winning and moods start swinging The devil's grinning, he keeps on singing Hearts get heavy and time's an enemy This podcast is brought to you by Zwift The app for cyclists, runners and triathletes That makes indoor training fun Get the equipment set up that's right for you Then reach your fitness goals In virtual worlds riding alongside a global community Zwift blends the fun of video games With the intensity of serious training Helping you get faster Level up in the virtual worlds of Swift, with a community that motivates you every minute. Choose from training plans, group rides, races and more. You'll get fitter and you'll get stronger. Start with a free 7-day trial and ride. No payment required. Discover the world of Swift today at Zwift.com. From a deep blue dawn to a golden day, that's a rocky road and a mighty long way. Part 2 of the pre and post race podcast experiment last time we talked to each other was was february feb 18 now it's march 2 so that's 11 12 mm-hmm. days later you guys are safe and sound back on uh, home soil mm-hmm. pete if there's one thing about this week you'll remember for the rest of your life let's say it can be a moment a person uh, uh, an anecdote whatever what would it be? Uh, it would be the, the ride in the bulldozer. <laughs> this is something that we will never have Tell me. the rest of our lives. I what think. was it? And it, it in the in the current world, it doesn't it doesn't have. So we were going down this this uh, down the course on stage six, and all of a sudden uh, we hear that the riders ahead because we had started late for a photo op at this beautiful nature park. Um, that the road has been closed and apparently had been closed for a long time, but you know, it was so closed that people could hike or drive their motorcycles over. It was just a lot of dirt in the road, but apparently they had just decided to start doing the roadworks. 
Um, so there was all the, the heavy machinery up there and they were scooping it away. And of course, all the cyclists come up and we're like, we cannot detour like 200 Ks around this mountain range. Like we have to get to the next spot tonight. Like we, we have to. And in any other world, like in the US, they'd be like, no, it's not possible. The legalities like go away. It's not our problem. But in Colombia, they're just like, okay, let's figure this out. And apparently the governor of the local municipality came and all of a sudden, you know, we show up and they have a system going. And there's, there's, uh, I think what Lauren's like 40% dirt, like run up, well, like on soft the dirt. landslide I've ever seen, man. Like we, so we approached the site and then there was like a small landslide and we were talking next to each other and would it be like this, you know, like, nah, I cannot imagine this is, this is yeah. kind of a slide, but not like a big, big one. And then one K further, we see like five or six of those dirt trucks running with full with sand. Yeah. And then it was the biggest landslide I've ever seen. It's crazy. And there was one. It was probably yeah, 200 was really, meters up the mountain. Like, Stephen, yeah. you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you see the pictures, but still, like, yeah. when you're standing in front of that. And then there was one hero of the day. There was, like, a guy in a, in a yellow uh, gilet. He was wearing one of those uh, workers' gilets. Yeah. Yeah. And he was running up and down that thing with our bikes in his, on his back. Like, we should give the guy a cliff bar, you know? Yeah, they had... And then... Uh... <laughs> I did. I gave him a Snickers bar. I was like, you need this more than me, for sure. He was pouring sweat. And he's like, how many more are behind you? <laughs> and then, uh, so so what, what... It teach me there's always a solution. Yeah. You know, like, when you think like, yeah. okay, this is like not possible, or this is... Uh, we lost this battle. The Colombians, they always find a solution. There's something in their in their yes. um, with their mind and their spirit. There's always a solution, and also that that's why they don't worry so much. I think, like yeah, yeah. When when no should normally when it should normally be no, the Colombians yeah. generally say yes unless <laughs> they really can't say no. Their willingness to help, and we uh, so we we get helped up this like steep like little dirt track. They are still scooping away on the other side of the slide, but they let us up the little bit. Um, and then we walk across maybe 10, 20 meters of like plateau dirt. And then there's like probably like a three, four meter drop on the other side of like they were working. And so when the riders would come up, they had the bulldozer, the big heavy machinery, and they would lift the big, uh, the big shovel up and we would walk onto it with our bikes and they would pivot around and bring us back down like an Jesus. elevator. <laughs> Oh, wow, the, 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 when was it? Yeah, Tour de France really, 2019? Really I, I've seen the pictures of these landslides. The, the, the Tour de France landslide was like uh, nothing. Was it 19 with Kruiswijk? Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah was was the there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bernal. No, there was, the like, there was totally this was different. nothing compared <laughs> to this. Was hey, like, Lau. This was like uh, 10%. Yeah. I, 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 what, what, what's it for you? What's the thing you'll remember from the from the from these eight days of racing you uh, you did? Uh, obviously that landslide, but <laughs> what I also what I just told, like the the live slow approach of life of the Colombians. You know, the first three four days mm. I really had to get used to, like okay, at before beforehand they say every day we start six a.m. And at the end, the first day we start 7 a.m. The second day we start 8 a.m. The third day is like 6.30. <laughs> so they, they never worry about tomorrow till they really have to worry about tomorrow, you know? And also the same, like, 
in the beginning I was like, okay, Mauricio, now I need to know the start time because I need to know if I can fix my breakfast in the hotel or maybe I have to buy stuff in the supermarket. And it was always so late, but the last, but at the end, I always had breakfast, you know, yeah. like and everybody always had breakfast somehow. Yeah. So the last four days, I just stopped worrying and just yeah. went more with the flow, you know, go with the flow, go with the Colombian mentality and and what I, what I know, I, really I know for a fact trip that's, and that that's difficult for you. That's difficult for me, yeah. you know, like because yeah. before I'd like to plan stuff and I'd like yeah. to to know before and also Peter's like that, I guess, you know, yeah. like Peter's a little bit the same as me. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I took for, and also the kindness of the people and the smiles you get from everybody, and also like the people in the middle of the mountains cheering for us and how big cycling is in Colombia. I told them beforehand because I knew from Medellin where I was for two weeks, but now also like you're in a small bike shop in Jardin, second last day. They clean Pete's bike. They clean my bike. They try to make your tire tubeless again, you know, and all with a big smile and they all know who you are and and they all have like a grandson of 16 who also tries to become a pro, you know, and just comes in the bike shop to try to, 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 to to get to get sight of you you know and stuff like that so so what i take is the the generosity or the of the smells of the people like the the smells of the people and how they are willing to help and also the the big influence cycling has in the whole country like it's 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 their biggest part i'm sure you had the same but yeah the the last day you know everyone just they came up and they they were thanking us for just like for trying to be a part of their community and race here and i think if you come into their their country with kind of these this open mentality and and the willingness to to see their way of life like they all said you know like thank you like they were thanking it was it was really nice you know yeah yeah i was talking every now and then to julian the the the, the camera guy and uh I think the word humble is uh, without being like uh, 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 yeah, I don't know the, the English word, but without being um, too too humble, humbleness can they 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 make an art of their humbleness. So they were really trying to. Julian was was mm-hmm. emotional actually talking about you guys uh, and about the community that 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 was built mm-hmm. in those eight days. Because I saw some pictures and I saw some videos about uh, about the group and at, at, at especially the last group picture, there was a like a mini um, uh, uh, how do you say the society Community. traveling around yeah. the the country there, right? There was a, a, a big camaraderie that came out of it. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, Dave, I'd like to answer on that one, like. That's also the, I know, yeah what they do in the army, what they do in in the student uh, yeah. clubs like uh, like we have here over here in Holland, like uh, we say ontgroening, but I don't know yeah. the English words actually. But initiation you know, to go through yeah like a fraternity like a yeah. fraternity to to go through something really hard with a group together, and everybody had to encounter the same mountains, the same steepness, every meter you had to conquer in those mountains over there. I think we'll come further in the podcast on this, but we, I, 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 I did really underestimate the parkour, yeah. and I think everybody did. But That's every meter you had to gain, uh, all those people you saw in that last picture, some of them came came in the hotel or in the in the village where, where we would end uh, at one one a.m. 
after a 7 a.m. start, for example. And if all those people who, who went through all those eight days of, of cycling and they all made it to the finish, yeah, then there's, there's a bond you'll never forget, yeah. you know. Also, there's still the group chat is, uh, is active and... It's so nice to be part of that group, not mm. only as like one, the, 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 the number one and two guy, but also to be just part and to see them finish. And like, yeah. I remember being on my balcony at 9 p.m. and still people came in. Well, I was there already at five, uh, five hours before, maybe six hours before and still cheering for those people, you know, and they did every day. They also had to step up in their wet chamois. And try to put their ass on that saddle without too much pain, you know. So we know what they what they endured, <coughs> and they know what we did. So that's why, yeah, the 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 bond within a group grows really strong and fast in in eight mm. days. In eight days like this, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, you know, everyone talks about that gravel community, um, and it's you know, in the one day races, it's super special already, right? That's why gravel's popular. But you know, I think it's when you do the eight days, it's beyond just that, that initial coming together in the single challenge, because it's this, it's the, the new faces actually start to become familiar faces, you know, because you do create those stories and it's, it's another level of, of, mm. um, of let's talk about the race. Who won? <laughs> I, I can't, I don't know if I can still call it a race. Who won? Day one was a race to me, but uh, who won uh, a Pete one. <laughs> Pete won. <laughs> I have to give all credits to Pete. Uh, Pete. Uh, uh, Lawrence won two days. <laughs> I won three days. Okay. How strong is he, Lau? He's a climber, huh? Yeah, of course. Pete is a Pete is a is a strong climber. And uh, at the end, I have to admit, I gained like a few kilos over over time. You know, after the career, especially after my crash in uh, September, and. Uh, I think I had to drag like 10 kilos more over those 25,000 meters of climbing. 15, and 15. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm underestimated. But uh, at the end, you start to feel that, you know, like day one, I could still. Did you weigh yourself no, no, after no, no, coming no. home yet? I, I, hope I, lose, I, I hope I lost two kilos, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I think we did. I no, think but, we did. For sure. uh, you know, day one was a real race, but man, that was also the hardest day of the race, like by by far for me. Like it yeah. was five thousand meters of climbing and hundred k, which means it's five percent on average. But we also went down, and we had some flat parts, so it meant like also the climbs were like twenty percent average. You know, like I had to walk like three, four times. Speed was also. Uh, yeah, he fell yeah. down going. We, up we have it on film. I couldn't get out of my pedal. It's, we have it on, on film, film, video, slow motion. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> no. So then, the first seventy k, we matched each other pretty well. The first seventy k, uh, we dropped the Colombians a yes. few times, but we had also had to drop them a few times because we made stupid mistakes <clears throat> routing. Uh, like uh, we, we missed a turn. And then we were chill, too chilled out and we were not thinking yeah. about the route. And then 3K further, we were like, fuck, we missed a turn, <laughs> had to turn around, go down again. And <laughs> and then we were standing in front of a gate where yeah. the route was routing us. And then we were like, no, that's not possible. We have to loop around this. And so it was a lot of routing issues in the first 70K. And then I thought we climbed already a lot. And then we went to the biggest climb I've ever seen. Like... 2,000 meters of climbing, walking my bike up there. Uh, Pete uh, got away from me, and it was just like 
crawling to the finish for me there over there. Yeah. And it was for me it was eight hour, an eight hour day, maybe seven thousand kJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot more than in the tour yeah. stage. And uh, Pete took there. I think you took like fifteen yeah. minutes on me or something like that in that day, Pete. Something, How was it yeah, for you? Yeah, 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 man. Uh, this <laughs> the same. I mean, it's and and the thing is, like, this course has never been done in completion. Like, each organizer had like seen a little bit and looked on Google Earth, so like they didn't even know where the track was necessarily supposed to go. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that final climb, it was just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and I, and I had, I, I had the gears I race all year on my gravel bike, but you know, when you have the packs, when you're at altitude. So I, I rode that whole climb at like 45 to 60 RPM, <laughs> just torching my knees and my quads it was like a, a weightlifting session and i was cramping so bad and you had to walk um i think it was just the uh okay. once or twice yeah but it was yeah. honestly like i don't i think it really was just the the difference in body weight because i didn't even no. attack either it was just so steep like that was the speed i had to do to just complete uh, the the after, section <laughs> after this first so, um, that was like a big day and it was yeah and then yeah. you arrive uh and i was still in race mode you know like because you know you just come there to to do a good result and i remember yeah i mean i i just put as quickly as possible because we finished on 3000 meters altitude my my perfect jacket to to get my body warm again uh ordered food i remember we had some rice and chicken or whatever in a restaurant and then there were like two buckets of water or a small bucket of water with soap and just a normal bucket of water and we have i tried to clean my bike and my chain as quick as possible together with pete i remember yeah. pete doing the same yeah. like in a like the yeah. we asked the kitchen and they were like do you have a hose and no 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 but they bring us to like where they do the dishes <laughs> and they're just like here there's some dirt there's a bucket there's some water dirt. like you know, I gave them 2000 pesos, which I think is 50 cents US. <laughs> and they were really excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, after, then after I found my hotel. Day. Oh, there's, yeah. there's a bit of, uh, I don't know what it's called. La latency. There's a delay, uh, delay, delay. There's yeah. a delay on my line, I think. So I'll raise my hand when I have a question. Yeah, that's, uh, that works the best, I think. So <laughs> okay, guys, okay. after this, after this first day. Okay. Emotional wise. <laughs> what? You had like seven of these days to go. What did you think? Were you like afraid or how, how did, because I know for a fact that for instance, Dennis, I had talked to him yesterday, uh, today. He says, but this was, this was insane. It was insane. Even those guys are, <laughs> are like crying on their bikes, falling off their bikes. How in, 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 in earth's name are we going to complete eight stages of this? Something like that must have gone on, go on in your mind too, right? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think from Lawrence and I knowing, even looking at like the the route bible, I think we could both see that stage one was like maybe the queen stage, right? It was on paper. I thought it was the hardest one. Um, and what I think surprised us was like the the complexity of the 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 gravel, right? It's it's so slow there. You have to earn every pedal stroke. Every downhill is just as hard as the uphills there. It just rails your body. Um, 
And Lauren's was actually the whole race descending much faster than me too. So it actually made for some really fun moments on, on both sides of, of the actual race. Yeah. Part, how, um, how? I say. But yeah, stage one, how? we both finished in. I attacked him in the downhill. Uh, <laughs> he got pissed and he attacked me. <laughs> he also attacked me when I it took a your, poop in the woods. It was his fifth poop already <laughs> of the week. So I was like, I was counting. Okay, at poop fifth, I can attack, uh, you know? Like, I, I heard I heard about I heard about this from, so, uh, from Julian today, exactly this story. Well, uh, he said, yeah, Pete took another shit. So <laughs> and I... Lau attacked. <laughs> and, and Pete was angry. I will... I will back up. I, I yeah. That's yeah. when I went all in for the GC. Was after Lawrence attacked me with my pants down. <laughs> uh, pants down. Um, it was fun racing because <laughs> yeah, I got caught with my pants down literally. Um, <laughs> but I will say, you know, it was like some days like the gloves came off and we had a good race and we both know it will make us better for later this year in the future but then other days we really had a just me and Lau we had a really nice solidarity and we kind of bonded together yeah. to survive this right so stage 3 i had spent the whole night on the toilet i ate something bad and Lawrence could have put 10, 20 minutes into me if he wanted to, but he didn't, you know, he stayed with me. It wasn't the, the honorable, did you the tell, right thing did to you do. Tell Lau? Um, did you tell Lau in the morning? I could know. I, I knew. <laughs> no, not until the I could see. I, I knew. <laughs> he knew. Yeah? Like, no, he, yeah, um, he went already in a, to shit in an uphill somewhere, uh, halfway the stage, no, Pete? Or like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there we were. But you yeah, did yeah, not tell. Like, but yeah. when it... The whole no, night. no, but I knew. But when it was day three of, of that 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 happening, I was okay. Okay, now I can try. You know, like we we had a few days. But actually, yeah. to be honest, he surprised me being that strong still after three days of misery in your stomach. You know, so. But also yeah. to come back to your question, Stefan, I uh, after after that stage one, I was not afraid for the rest of the week, but I remember being in stage one like when pete got away like 10 minutes already in front of me and i was there riding solo and we were at three thousand meters or three and a half thousand meters and i was maybe pushing the fastest i could was like 250 watts and i was not having fun anymore and i was like fuck what if if i don't have fun and i'm the second guy in this race <laughs> just stop moaning because how bad is it for the others you know like i wanted to stop and walk and cry and be a crybaby but i was like no i can't do that because i'm still like second of this race but the, the but for sure i really wanted to do that so day one was really bad but then uh day, day two came and it was honestly the best gravel of the race there yeah. was uh, the Boyaka gravel stage speed. Remember, yeah. I remember we were the, the two of us were yeah. together. We said, "Oh, this looks like Unbound. This looks like Steamboat. This looks like Vermont. Uh, this looks like uh, gravel locos." We saw all the different types of gravel in the US. We saw under yeah. our tires, yeah. and that was a really nice stage. Only two thousand yeah. two hundred meters of climbing. We went down maybe. 4,000 meters, we had a reasonable average of like 26k an hour instead of 15 the day before. The day before, I really had 15k mm -hmm. an hour uh, average. So yeah, day two yeah. was already the day. And, and the, uh, where at the end of the day, 
a cyclist forgets quick and after day two the misery of day one was already forgotten you know so that's also the thing what happened during all yes. week because for me for example day four was really hard i took a tumble was so this really, is where yeah yeah we we threw down the gloves and we fought on some stages but other days we really were together so like you know lawrence did not take advantage of me on on stage three and i think it was you know, maybe stage four that, you know, he, he took a crash early, his oh, yeah. gears were shit. Um, you know, and then, and then you ran out of water <laughs> on this long climb. So, you know, we stopped together and we, I, I had a special filter. So we filled out of a mountain stream on top of a mountain and had good clean water. So each day we kind of took care of each other, but then there was also times where we could race. And I think that made it a lot better Fuck. overall. That's nice. Are really uh, also day two, we were telling each other. No, but also, Stefan, also day, yeah. day two, we were telling each other, like, you know, the day before I was uh, maybe out of the eight hours, I was five hours alone. Yeah. The last five hours of the race or the last four. <laughs> day two, it was like, oh, fuck. It's it's way nicer with the two of us, you know, like because then you can talk a little bit. Yeah. Then yeah. you're like, yeah. okay, you know, when I crash here in a in in in, in a deep in deep down, Peter's going to know I I crashed because yeah. otherwise nobody knows. You know, they have to find you to your spotter or your spot X thing. You know, the GPS thing you you carry all the time. Being so, alone there is really uh, alone. Yeah, that's what that's also what Dennis had. Eh? You were yeah. mentioning Dennis as a friend of me uh, who, who came with us, and also he was the first day day he panicked because of yeah. being alone and yeah. what what c- could happen. You know, nothing was happening, but what could happen, and that's also the thing. At the end, what I noticed on day eight, because everybody was there on the final square in the final village, and nobody had a scratch. You know, like Only maybe you. here and there a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe there were yeah, just, just me, Lawrence. like normal. No, yeah. but it's uh, a brand. But at the end, the Colombians they they also they didn't they didn't worry about all that. And at the end, they they were right, you know. So uh, of course, they sent sometimes cars into the mountains at at twelve p like at midnight to get the last people out of the out of the mountains yeah. or to because there was also a landslide during the race we passed behind us was a landslide because rain started and then they had to evacuate the rest of the race which was behind the landslide out of those mountains and of course we they had all that but at the end everything was okay and that's that was nice to see hmm. yeah, everybody was happy at the end Konyan said there are racers and there are finishers did you did you notice anything of the finishers? Did you, did you uh, how's your view on those guys? Because you guys are like riding six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. But if you guys are riding ten hours, the other guys are in the back of the pack are riding I don't know fourteen, fifteen hours. Did you see those guys finish or tell us about them? And was that part of the part of the total experience? I'd say. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it was just. Uh... You know, we, we, you know, when we come from our, our grand tour backgrounds, you know, it's always you, you're trained early to think, oh, the faster to the hotel, the more recovery yeah. time you can have. And, you know, you get everything else taken care of, more food in your system. And so Lawrence and I were had more, more recovery time. I and mean, we were finishing in the middle of the afternoon every day, even though it was seven hours, you know, and but for the people further back it really was just survival because it was 
I mean, you're coming in at dinner time or later in the dark with your lights. It rained almost every afternoon right after we finished. We had the driest run of anybody. And so I think, you know, when all these, your, your recovery time is cut down and they still have to do all the same things we do. They have to find the bike wash. They have to find the food. They have to find the the race food and the water for the next day. Lonely. And so it was so. The clothes, laundry. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> laundry. Yeah, the shower laundry, like all these things, and they're doing it. And so then they're sleeping less. Like, so you start to see the the decrease happens even yeah. faster, not even based off fitness. Um, and and it was hard, I think, for a lot of people because they were so ready for this adventure. And you know, if it was too late, I think around like eight to nine o'clock, they would start sending, like Lao said, the cars up the mountain to get people because it was maybe unsafe. Um, and you know so so technically some riders they don't finish each stage and they still wake up the next day because they signed up for this adventure yeah. and they start the next day even knowing they didn't finish and they have a very high possibility that they don't finish the stage that they're about to pedal on but they still do it every day and they go as far as they can and so i think when they were at the finish in stage eight in santa fe antioquia like they were just as proud because like they didn't ever quit. What I would like to add on this, Dave, um, I was I was there with Thomas on the balcony watching those people come in at 9 p.m., stuff like that. And we were talking to each other. And I think also their profession, because there was a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff, uh, people like that. Like we were talking to each other. When, when you survive these eight days, Without moaning, eh? still they have the smile on their face when they finish at the start line. They were everybody was so upbeat. You'll make it in life, no matter what, you know. Like you, you have the grit to continue to those eight days totally. without asking yourself questions: Why am I here? What am I doing? Stuff like that. No, always being upbeat, ready for the next day, ready to suffer again, re but also ready to take in the views or to take in the the, the terrain. Or at the end that whole group could be really proud of themselves. I was proud of them uh, on day eight, you know, like it's uh, an eight days race like yeah. this and to, to, to continue and to keep continuing. That's something really admirable for me, like especially the people on the back, you know, especially also the people who couldn't finish maybe one stage, but still got up to get, to get the second going because for them it's mentally harder we know we can handle this you know we know we have the body to 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 finish this stage and maybe even race for a stage win but they just ride to finish and i saw like there are 12 guys who were like officially in the gc and and one guy is like 27 hours behind pete yeah. holy on eight days so almost uh, yeah. so that's almost four hours a day each day extra you know like Whoa. And these are just the yeah. riders that finished. The riders in the GC were ones that we finished every day. So there was maybe 20 other people that were not finishing, but then they start each day because they signed up to complete the adventure and there was just enough help, even if you stopped. Um, and I have two things I want to add. First is like, uh, I have a really good story that I don't <laughs> no. think you even heard, Lawrence. Um, and then second of all, uh, but for you, you know, you came back. This is your first race since your, mm -hmm. your brain injury. So you got to probably feel pretty good about finishing this and like having a, a nice competitive level. Yeah, I'm really, no, I'm, I'm really satisfied. No like, effects. like I, I told Stefan already, I think after day one, because 
Also, before Mauricio Ordonez, the, the organizer, was telling me, yeah, Pete, and you are going to be first and second, and blah, 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 putting some, some, some Colombian pressure with a smile, you know. I was like, hey, man, the Colombians, they live high, and uh, I, I had that brain injury uh, in September last year, but I was downplaying, sure. But uh, at the end, I'm, I won't be downplaying anymore this, this, this year. So I know I'm, I'm back on a good level. The body is trainable. You know, if, if you can handle this for eight days, you, you, you don't need to be uh, scared for the rest of the season. This was a 48-hour 40, or like 45-hour week if you count seven days wow. for me. I never did more than 37 in the Giro. So if you can yeah. handle 45 hours of biking, but just out of curiosity, is I have oh, uh, yeah. one interruption. Take it easy. We man. have a we have a oh, cameo here. Big tall oh. way. <laughs> Big tall way. Oh, hey Lawrence. So this is actually the best story. Tell the story. Um, oh, you can't uh, hear him. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass Wayne the uh, um, the headphones really quick, and he's gonna tell you the story of uh, Hyro's breaks and what he did every day. <laughs> this is nice because Wayne, just so you understand. Wayne was a neutral mechanic for all. So the race is self-supported. You have to finish every day on your own power. But if you, uh, Wayne was there every night. And if you had a race ending problem, he was there to fix it for you. And he worked for tips. And at the end of the race, we took all the tips and we gave it back to the uh, Esteban Chavez Fund Foundation. So it went right back to the local community for juniors. But Wayne has an especially good story. So here you go. <laughs> Bring it on, Wayne. Oh, yeah. hey, guys. Sure. Can you hear me? So on day, uh, on day two, uh, Jairo Chavez came up to me and he said, hey, my brakes aren't working that well, just the rear ones. Can you, uh, can you do anything about it? And I looked. I was like, yeah, probably. Let's look at it. And I looked at it and I said, wow, these, these don't feel good. These needs a bleed. It needs more fluid. You need a bleed kit. Um, I was like, and I, you know, I didn't bring, you know, big tools. I didn't bring my, my you know, bleed kit for several breaks. And he goes, oh, is there anything we can do? And I was like, well, yeah, let me, you know, let me gather some stuff and I'll see you in the morning. And he's like, okay. So we met kind of extra early and uh, we used a syringe that they use for like <laughs> animals. It was really big. I'll put it that way. And then we stole brake fluid out of one of the, uh, out of the motorcycle, out of Mauricio's motorcycle. <laughs> And, uh, what, he, what he basically had was a small rupture in his brake line. And so each morning I would meet him with this giant syringe and we would steal, um, brake fluid out of the motorcycle and we would do like a very crude, but kind of effective bleed and it would get him through the day. And then the next day I'd meet him in the morning and we'd do the same thing over and over again. So we did that so, every morning. Uh, and he became third, right? In the GC? Uh, that was his son, oh, was uh, Brian. Okay. Brian came right. third. He was wow. the father yeah. of Esteban. Yeah, father of Esteban. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, so that was kind of my, and I love stuff like that. I love, you know, trying to find a, a good solution. I'm just happy, you know, Hyro was able to finish it. And, you know, and now I've got a good friend in Columbia that we can go work <laughs> on his brakes anytime. Wayne, how did you see Pete suffer throughout this eight days? Did you ever see him like that before? honest um this is the first time where <laughs> oh this is fully honest where pete finished i think it was the first day and i uh i started joking around with him and mauricio is there and pete just stops and looks at me like really serious and he goes dude 
I've been on the bike for seven hours. It's all been uphill. I can't handle your shit right now. And I was like, fair. All right. So this was a hard day. Um, uh, he suffered, huh? He suffered. We got some, uh, you know, rice beans and arepas in him, gave him a beer. And then we were back to, to you know, our normal, normal ways. But that was a, a good, you know, level to know where things were at. Sounds like a real cool Colombian adventure for you too, eh? Oh, it was incredible. I, yeah, I can't say enough good stuff. Um, yeah. And you guys are awesome. It was a pleasure to, to meet you, Thomas and Lawrence, as always a blast. And, you know, I'm super excited to see you guys at a, a couple more races this, uh, this summer. No worries. We see you at Sea Otter. Okay, guys, let's, let's look, uh, let's, 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 uh, slowly close, um, uh, close it up. I don't know. Wrap it up. Um, Let's look at the rest of the season because you guys are meeting up quite a few times again this season. Did did these eight days break you down or build mm. you up in the end? Lau, kick it up, son. So, Lau, for me, uh, I'm uh, of course, it, of course, it built me up. Yeah, man. What ooh, kind ooh, of question ooh. is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> this body can handle so much yeah. workload. <laughs> No, nothing Jesus is going Christ. to break me down. Jesus I have to Christ. put more. I have to cross the end this ten times. <laughs> this guy might as no, well. No, no. Yeah. But to be honest, uh, to be honest, there's there's a kind of a plan behind this. Of course, you know, I went already two weeks before also with Tom uh, to train on altitude. I got yeah. now one month of altitude in and a big endurance workload. You know, the biggest my body encountered. At least in the last last three years, because it's I haven't been doing a big tour or a stage race anyway. You know, the last two years, and uh, now it's time to start uh, sharpening. You know, sharpening the legs and uh, everything towards the big goal for me is still inbound, of, of course, before we race. But uh, for you guys, notice I, I I got a few messages from a from an LA friend, Nicolas, uh, and he was working with Colin Strickland. Also to take pictures or something like that. And he heard that Colin, he was following our adventures. And he was like starting to worry because he sees we're training on high altitude for hours a day, you know. <laughs> so also for them, they see like, okay, th those guys, they, 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 <laughs> People they are starting voluntarily, to worry. you know. Yeah, they we were going. To, we got our ass kicked in the event by all the by all the mountains. But at the end, it's also a big uh, training for the body. You know, a big workload. And if we recover, uh, if we, reco we recover well, and we start uh, sharpening up the legs because we didn't push over 400 watts because it was so high. So we need to try to find that back. You know, but we have plenty of time. It's still beginning of March and. My my also Pete showed his training peaks. I think uh, I think after the race, I think his, his fitness has never been so high. You know, like the fitness you gain during those eight days is incredible. <laughs> but now you have to start to find the form, and that's uh, that's a different that that's a balance. But uh, at least the endurance is there. Do you agree, Pete? Yeah, you know there was a little bit of uh, method to the madness. I'll say. I think. Um, You know, I think Lawrence and I both have the mindset that, you know, this is, you know, we, we like to do these adventures for the adventure, you know, they, they have it, but, uh, you know, we, it's, it's about being an ambassador for, for gravel or trying to go worldwide and continue to push a new, a new boundary. But there's, yeah, I don't think I'd be, I would be lying if I said like, there isn't in the back of your mind, there's like that second payoff that like, 
you can't replicate this. And both of us coming from grand tours, um, we have that depth where this, this makes us better, you know? And I, I think we had the same dip where it's like, you get really tired around like three, four, and then all of a sudden you start to get a little better, better, better again. And like you said, we couldn't push that deep at high elevation. So it really was also a nice, um, endurance block, um, without completely ruining the body. And so now if we start sprinkling in some of that intensity, um, I think, uh, hopefully all our competitors are <laughs> overtraining themselves out of fear. Maybe Colin's doing too many hours at home in Texas and he's going to be but if you uh, ask a little me bit this fucked. Question, this dravanoia is real. Dave, if you ask me this question after stage yes. one, I would have said, man, this just destroys me because the morning of stage two, my back was hurting. Yeah. My arms were hurting. My legs were hurting because uh-huh. of the 45 RPM uphill for two hours. But you know, the last two days of the race, they were kind of mellow because you also, you go out of the end on this, you know? So it was like a tarmac stage and the last day was a nice uh, 80K downhill stage, basically. So it makes you also, you know, for, you have to gain it in the first few days, but also you get it back the last days because you go out of the end, which makes Sunday night, my, the feeling of my body was a lot better than uh, the, the, the the morning of the second stage yes. after after stage one. So, and I think the whole race had the same feeling. That's why you saw also at the smiley faces on the last picture. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's time to wrap up, guys. But not before we ask people to please take a look at liveslowridefast.com and sign up for the newsletter. Or if you are in the market for a new LSRF kit, which uh, Lau, by the way, wrote uh, during the Transcordilleras, you'll find the link link to the shop there too. It looks beautiful. <laughs> hey. I will say Thank firsthand. You, you guys look like the, the Burgundy Brothers. The Burgundy Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Except that I ripped that shirt. Yeah. I, I ripped that shirt. Yeah, no way. The, the burgundy, burgundy one, one is, is done. Uh, after stage four, it's done. It was done. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, the yeah. crash the, yeah. the crash stage. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, you pay for a new one yourself. <laughs> okay. In case you have any remarks or questions, anything, drop us a line at podcast at liveslowridefast.com. Uh, don't forget to review the podcast at iTunes because by doing that, others are uh, able to better find the podcast. Next rendezvous, mon cap compatriot. When do you guys see each other again? I had a question for Pete because he's living in a mountain bike area, you know, like our next showdown is see all the classics, right? The the Fuego thing, 100K, April. April. Yes. How are you going to train for that? You're going to train lots on the mountain bike? Yeah, I think so, man. I uh, Don't tell. Riding the mountain bike downhill <laughs> is different than riding the gravel bike. You just, you need more time on it. So... <laughs> You know, I actually, right before this race, I went to hang out with a Canyon free rider and he taught me some really nice skills uh, that I'm going to start doing more of that. And I actually, like we said, you know, this kind of, it's an adventure, but it builds you for the next one. I am doing a, and Lau, you should come, a mountain bike stage race in Moab uh, (laughs) the week before, like, or actually like five days before uh, Sea Otter. So classic Moab is like, the mecca of mountain bikes right and it's all van life camping uh chunky slab gnarly riding the race where jeff kabush would kick all our asses but it's, it's opening my agenda um, opening my agenda so uh, i'm gonna do a mountain bike stage race right <laughs> it's starting yeah, it's called March Moab 30 or something um and then we road trip okay uh april okay. 1st to april 4th yeah and so then five days and then we race the fuego so yeah man <laughs> 
I know yeah, you pick up your mountain bike like two days before. Sounds, <laughs> like, sounds like a challenge. Uh, yeah. So, uh, either end of March or beginning of we'll April, first real rendezvous. See you other April. Thanks, Pete, for uh, being on this uh, two-part experience uh, experiment and being on the show again. Yeah. Friend of the show. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, and thanks, Lawrence, for a great, great week, man. Thanks, Shimano GeoRigs, for sponsoring the podcast. This is it, guys. Thanks. Transcorderas, okay. done and dusted. See you <laughs> next time. Don't know where, don't know when. Until then, live slow, ride fast. <laughs>